0: Welcome to News Kids, I'm Rose and I'm Zara, and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology,
1: entertainment and arts. Hello, this is Isa. This week we will be covering news of the new UK Prime Minister. We will also be talking about roadblocks and Ukrainian refugees being asked not to return this winter. Finally, we will be talking about Kanye West and the end of his collaboration with Adidas. This week has been a really important week in UK politics. In our last podcast, we brought to you news of Liz Truss's resignation as Prime Minister. Well, this week... Following Liz Truss's resignation, it was announced that Rishi Sunak will be the new Prime Minister of the UK. Any Conservative MP who wanted to stand to be the leader of the Conservative Party had to put themselves forward by a given deadline and get a 100 votes of support from other Conservative Party MPs to stay in the contest. With Boris Johnson deciding not to put himself forward and Penny Mordaunt, Withdrawing from the contest, Rishi Sunak was elected leader of the Conservative Party and as the Conservative Party is the party in power, its leader becomes Prime Minister of the UK. So here are a few things to know about Rishi Sunak. He is the first British Asian Prime Minister and is also the youngest Prime Minister that the UK has had in over 200 years as he is 42 years old. Mr Sunak's parents moved to the UK from East Africa. His father was a GP and his mother ran her own pharmacy. He was educated at a very well-known school called Winchester College and then went on to study politics, philosophy and economics at Oxford University. He later studied at Stanford University where he met his wife, the daughter of an Indian billionaire. In terms of his political life, he became a Member of Parliament for the Conservative Party in 2015. He then became a Junior Minister in Theresa May's government, following which he became Chief Secretary to the Treasury. He became the UK's Chancellor of the Exchequer when Boris Johnson was Prime Minister, so he used to look after the country's money and how it was spent. During the pandemic, he implemented a lot of policies to help businesses, including the Eat Out to Help Out scheme to help restaurant owners, although this was subsequently criticised for leading to a big rise in COVID infections. Rishi Sunak was fined following the revelations that while the country was in lockdown, there were parties being held at 10 Downing Street. He eventually resigned from Boris Johnson's government, saying that he felt that his approach to the economy was too different to that of Boris Johnson. He then ran for leadership of the Conservative Party over the summer, but lost to Liz Truss. Following her resignation, he gained support of his fellow MPs very early this time and was elected as party leader. World leaders have offered their congratulations to Mr Sunak and said that they have now hoped for stability after a turbulent few weeks. Meanwhile, other political parties have repeated their calls for a general election. The Labour Party's deputy leader, Angela Rayner, said that nobody voted for this. The public deserved their say on Britain's future through a general election. Mr. Sunak, however, is getting on with governing the country. He has now appointed his ca- his new cabinet with Jeremy Hunt, remaining as his Chancellor and Dominic Wragg being appointed as Deputy Prime Minister. With his cabinet in place, he has warned the public that the country faces profound economic challenges. Let's hope that There is stability and the country will be able to meet the challenges. It's Laurie here.
0: The situation in Ukraine has become increasingly worrying in recent weeks, as frequent attacks by Russia on important energy infrastructure has resulted in frequent long-lasting power blackouts and energy rationing. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said Russian airstrikes has destroyed more than a third of the country's energy sector. Russia says it began attacking Ukraine's energy networks. Retaliation for an attack on a bridge, linking mainland Russia to occupied Crimea, although the Ukrainian government has not said it was behind the bridge attack. As a result of this, living conditions are becoming very difficult for the people there. And with winter approaching, the Ukrainian government has advised citizens who left the country to stay away for a while longer. Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshuk said that although she would like Ukrainians to return in the spring, it was important to refrain from returning for now because the situation will only get worse. Deputy Mayor of the western city of Lviv, Sahih Krual, told the BBC last week that Russia's strategy was to damage infrastructure before the winter and bring the war to areas beyond the front line. power, families are left without much heating, electricity and of course internet, which means that many children who should be doing online schooling are no longer able to learn. Winters in Ukraine can be extremely cold with sub-zero temperatures, so without power life will be very tough for many Ukrainians. Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine in February, the UN's refugee agency has recorded about 7.7 million refugees from Ukraine across Europe, out of a population of 44 million. In the UK, the government's Ukraine scheme has seen around 200,000 Ukrainians enter the UK on visas to stay with host families for up to a period of six months. It all sounds really worrying for the people in Ukraine, and I really hope there's peace soon. Hi, it's Rose here.
2: Well, I personally am really interested in the story this week about Roblox because I personally love playing Roblox with my friends and family. This week, BBC Newsround have reported there has been a huge rise in the number of children reporting that they've seen harmful or worrying content on the gaming platform. If you are not familiar with Roblox, it is the most popular online computer game in the UK for under-13s, according to a recent survey. It's free to use and it's a platform that lets you play millions of different games. Or you can build your own game and let other people play it. It's played by more than 25 million children worldwide. I am one of them. And many schools and institutions use it to teach children how to build games online. But the NSPCC and Childline told a reporter from the BC News Round that since the pandemic, the number of children calling their helpline with concerns about Roblox has increased by five times. And the number of children needing help and support from a trained counsellor has doubled on Roblox. Anyone can make a game, and that means that not all the games are nice, friendly or safe. It also means that anyone in the world can play with you online, and those people aren't always your friends. Hannah from Childline says that if you do see something that worries you on roadblocks, then tell an adult or a friend you trust. And you can also call Childline to get advice about what you are experiencing. If you are on Roblox, there are certain things you can do to make it safer, such as turn on parental controls to stop strangers chatting to your mind. There are blocks that stop swear words or telephone numbers being exchanged. And there is a report button on every game, so you can report any upsetting content or abuse that you suffer to the Roblox moderation team. But unfortunately, these safety measures doesn't stop all the harmful content from being on the platform in the first place. And with new games being made every single day, it's very difficult for Roblox to check
3: everything. So please everyone, play safely. Hello, this is Arah. This week at school, I'm participating in a debate about the rise of cancer culture, and so I was really interested to read about Adidas cutting its ties with Kanye West over anti-Semitism, with the clothing giant saying that it does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. So, first things first, what is anti-Semitism? Well, it's basically behaviour that displays a dislike towards Jewish people. And counterculture? Well, counterculture refers to boycotting and publicly shaming an individual, group, or organization because they've done something that you think is wrong. Kanye West, who has officially changed his name to Ye, had his social media accounts restricted after he posted anti Semitic comments. And this week, Adidas ended its collaboration with Mr. West, saying Adidas does not tolerate anti Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful and dangerous and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect and fairness. The company also said that it would take a short-term loss of £217 million to its income after deciding to stop the brand's business with Kanye West with immediate effect. It is also going to stop production of items under West's Yeezy brand. And stop all payments to the musician and his companies. The Adidas announcement came after Balenciaga, Gap, and J.P. Morgan Chase all cut ties with West after repeated anti-Semitic remarks. Kanye West has a history of making controversial statements. He once claimed that slavery was a choice. He has been diagnosed with a medical condition called bipolar disorder and, until recently, has not experienced many repercussions over his past comments. I hope you enjoyed our show, and thank you for listening.